What's up, Ego Hackers? This is the C.S. Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph, on a nice little uh, night stroll amongst the uh, train tracks here. And uh, this is season 27, episode 10. I realized that uh, I actually got uh, some of the, uh, well, the season numbers incorrectly with some of the last couple episodes, thinking it was season 26. And no, it's actually season 27 so i apologize uh for the confusion it's pretty confusing so but yeah this is episode 10 which is eight rules for loving istps the eight rules let's see if i can actually keep this uh lecture or this episode under 30 minutes i don't think i'll be able to but i'm gonna try i'm actually gonna try so yeah maybe if i didn't have such long intros you know i might actually be able to pull that off right (laughs) anyway uh real quick though we are going to be releasing our course uh failure proofing your relationship that is actually going to be the finalized name for it and i believe it'll be available for pre-order like on or around Valentine's Day, we had some product delays, so I apologize in advance uh, for those product delays. But honestly, I think y'all are gonna thank me for the delays because we ran into a QA issue and uh, we realized some important visual aids and documentation is actually missing. So those are being worked on right now and produced so that everybody has you know, the best uh, resources that they would possibly need to get you know through the course and have it be successful i think this course and we're going to be updating it over time but i strongly believe that this course is going to be one of the tools uh in terms of uh, that one of the main tools utilized by this community to reduce fatherlessness and also keep families together it's going to be absolutely fantastic and it's it really what it's going to do is just, it's going to help couples stay together. And, uh, you know, long-term relationships, committed relationships do fail, but the whole point of the course is to prevent them from failing. So yeah, it's a, it's a nice, uh, prevention action using Jungian analytical psychology. And we give you all of the tools and resources to be able to accomplish just that. So I hope you guys enjoy that and check that out. Should probably be wearing my other hood because like warmth you know so yeah let's uh all walk with me down some dark alley or some shit how about that so anyway uh, eight rules for loving the istps istps granted like if i wasn't an entp i would love to be an istp i love istps i find them very intriguing they are my supervisor type. If I was in a sexual relationship with an ISTP, it would be the intrigue relationship. And we we're just intriguing to each other. We just, we just are. And we always like conducting intrigues, basically. So it's, it's, it's a relationship that's, in my opinion, it's really based on fun more than anything. And about having fun. That's the ISTP-ENTP relationship. So, uh, cause you know, NI child's pretty cool and it's all about movement, just going places. It's just, it's just pure fun. Why not? But, you know, given some of the relationship experiences that I've had with ISTPs in the past, 
And while I have dated ISTPs, I mean, I really haven't had as much experience with them compared to other types, but it's still, it's still pretty relevant. It's still pretty obvious as to what the rules, the eight rules for love should actually be when it comes to uh, these, or, you know, the, this specific type of person. And I think one of the reasons why is just because of how cut and dried they are. I mean, they're triple direct, they're concrete, and they are just all about what they want and they just know what they want and they're gonna go get what they want. They're go-getters like that. It's just literally who they are. And one of the benefits that I love about ISTPs is that their extroverted sensing is a pessimistic function. Because, you know, with me, my extroverted sensing is a pessimistic function and I love pessimistic SE the most, especially in terms of sexual relationships that I'm engaging in. It is with pessimistic SE, I, I, I love, and that's SE inferior and SE parents. And that's because my SI inferior is pessimistic itself. And it's nice to have, you know, a pairing with someone else who has, you know, pessimistic sensing, basically. That way we're just not getting on each other's nerves, right? But when you have, optimistic added to pessimistic well then people can get on their nerves and that can be an issue in the long run um definitely ends up becoming an obstacle but it's not an obstacle that uh could spell i mean it could spell doom for a relationship but it doesn't always spell doom for a relationship so that's not always the case really hope i don't freeze my toes off I just realized I'm wearing the wrong shoes uh, for this uh, walk. Rip. Anyway, we'll find out, I guess. So with ISTPs, though, like, uh, you know, the intrigue relationship for me, it, it's, it's a relationship based on fun. And I'm sure a lot of other people out there of different types would find ISTPs to be really, really fun. But if you're looking for emotional connection with an ISTP, well, usually you're going to fail because trying to emotionally connect to an ISTP is not really going to help. It's more of that they need an emotional connection with you. And this is one of the areas that I kind of get a little concerned about when it comes to myself having a sexual relationship with an ISTP because my FI trickster makes it very difficult for me to meet the emotional needs of an ISTP. And we're gonna be exploring that a little bit within this particular lecture in terms of the eight rules. But first up, we have the very, very first rule, and this applies directly to their TI hero. And that is always ask your ISTP what they think for any and every situation. Okay, so, this gets a little confusing, and this kind of technically applies to the INTP, but it, is, it applies into the INTP a little bit different. We'll explore that on the INTP episode. But the thing is, is that the only, there are some things that you don't have to go to the ISTP for and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Because if they don't really know about it, or if they haven't seen you do it, or if they haven't had if they haven't observed anything that has to do with you for that thing that you would be asking them to think about, then it doesn't matter to them. 
So if it's this abstract thing that doesn't exist, I would actually avoid talking to them about it and ask them what they think about it. Unless it's like actually a real concrete thing that is actually happening or has happened or in the process of happening. The reason why is, is that oftentimes TI Hero with SE Parent combined, it can be problematic for their ego because their ego just doesn't really care about anything that hasn't happened yet. They care if it's happening now or if it's happening or if it's already happened. That's when they care. But honestly, right now, they kind of just don't care. So ask them what they think about concrete things, concrete things being things that are happening right now or things that have happened. Avoid bringing things into the future or from the future, basically, to the ISTP to ask them to think because it can actually just stress them out. And then in some cases, especially the wiser ISTPs, they'll actually start to think that they're being set up for failure. They'll realize that they're being set up for failure because then you're kind of forcing them to use their expert intuition trickster and they're going to be giving you what advice on something that hasn't happened yet that's just that's just not going to work and and the reason why observing rule one is so important asking them what they think for all the concrete things it's because it's because that they like to solve problems they want to be your primary problem solver basically and if you're using somebody else as a problem solver, they're going to get really upset. And it's, it's, it's kind of like a direct assault or a direct attack on their ego when the person that they're having a sexual relationship with is not coming to them first and foremost for, solving, for problem solving. It's like it's, it's a direct assault on their pride, especially since their deadly sin, because they're in the mind temple, their deadly sin is, is pride. And they take what they think very, very seriously. And if you're not giving them the opportunity to potentially solve your problem or at least comment on a problem that you have, that's a really big deal. So rule number one is more like always bring your problems for problem solving to the ISTP, but make sure they're like practical or concrete ones that are happening right now or have happened where they can like retroactively do it. But don't come to them for anything preventative because then they'll start feeling like you're setting them up for failure and that's just not going to really work out really well for your relationship. You got to be really careful about what you use TI Hero for because you could cause TI Hero to fail and then they're going to feel guilty about it if you're asking them to help you prevent something from happening. Prevention should be your job because you should hopefully be an NE user who is full of warnings that can provide the future prevention so that the ISTP doesn't have to participate in that and then feel like they're being set up for failure. It's a really, really big deal. Rule number two. When the ISTP is showing you something, pay extra attention. Seriously. Look, it takes a lot for SE Parent to actually come up to you and be like, yo, here's this thing, or what are you doing, or let me show you this thing. If they're actually bothering to show you something, it's actually important or it will be important or it just it it means something to their ni child the fact that they actually want to show you something or do something with you or some kind of shared experience or they want to demonstrate something or actually perform something for you with their expert sensing the fact that it's their parent function doing it you want to help develop that parent function as much as humanly possible 
And if you're not going to actually do that, well, you're gonna end up having a problem on your hands, a big problem, because you're gonna be stunting their growth. This is one of the ways that you as a person can contribute to your ISTP and help them actually grow. And now if you're just gonna be like, kind of like, yeah, 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 that's nice to what they're actually showing you, even if it's kind of like a little kid coming up to you to do that, well, you're gonna fail and your relationship is going to fail. You can't afford to allow that to happen. You absolutely can't afford that. So at least it's not as bad as like the ESTP where they just need you to like drop what you're doing at that moment and you give the, your attention to them right at that second. At least it's not that bad. But because the reason is, is because SE parent is not going to be coming after your attention as often as like an expert sensing hero would. An expert sensing hero would do it all the time an SE parent is only going to do it some of the time and because they're only doing it some of the time it's a bit more refined uh it's a bit more important so really the few times so i guess rule two is like the few times that the istp actually goes out of the way to get your attention give it to them give it to them like right away like don't waste any time because it's really important it's not going to be idle words or anything it's it's gonna mean a lot. And the fact that you're willing to just kind of stop for a second, be patient and just give them your attention at that moment, you know, the few times that they actually need that attention, guess what? They're gonna love you for that. It's also gonna to prove to them that you actually give a shit about them, that you actually care about them. They're going to feel loved. They're gonna feel, you know, it's a really big deal. So make sure you follow rule two in all things when it comes to ISTPs. Rule number three, which is attached to NI child, remember that they are innocent with what they want. Don't take away that innocence, basically. And obviously don't take away the freedom of choice of an NI child. And just understand that in your relationship, like you need to give them, and I guess this is the rule, give them the room to exercise the freedom. Give them the room, okay? It's not like anti-inferior where you can actually sometimes need to take away some of their options sometimes or else they're just going to mess up and create a huge mess for you to clean up with their SC hero. But with an NI child, it's a little bit different because at least NI child, because of SE parent, they have the capacity of making sure that the mess is not necessarily something you have to clean up or to be a lot less compared to what an SE hero would do or even SE, you know, even potentially an SE inferior if they're in their subconscious. So that's really, really important because they need the space for decision-making. They need the space to do what they want. And here's the thing, you have to understand, if you're in a relationship with an ISTP, they're still going to do what they want, regardless of what you tell them regardless of what you do or say they're just gonna do what they want anyway it doesn't like you have to understand that and then yeah there might be some times in a relationship where you have to put your foot down and you have to tell them like look i'm just gonna straight up leave you or reject you because you obviously are putting your freedom above me and that can happen especially since to protect their freedom istps have this problem where what they like to do is be really controlling towards everyone else in their life in order to protect their freedom. But here's the thing. If you are going out of your way to protect their freedom for them, 
then they don't have to be that controlling. So that's rule number three. Protect the freedom of their anti-child. Protect their freedom of choice. And be overly protective of that freedom. If you do that, they will feel like they don't have to protect that freedom themselves. And then that will make your ISDP way less controlling. And it gives a lot more space within their relationship and increases the likelihood that their relationship would continue. Because the ISTP is like, oh, great. I actually get to... I actually get to, like, make decisions, you know? Here's another thing. As part of Rule 3, do not make decisions without the ISTP. That is so dumb. Every decision you make, make sure you share your decision-making process or your rationale with the ISTP ahead of time. You must do this. If you're not doing this, they'll think their choice is being taken away and they will severely act out and they'll get pretty ragey over it. That's a big issue. And it kind of bleeds into uh, rule four a little bit, which is vehemently make them the top priority because they'll feel like they're not a top priority if you're making decisions without running it by them. Everything has to go by their review stand. Everything. Now, sometimes, though, if you're like an NP and you're like me and you're in a sexual relationship with an ISTP, all of a sudden you're going to realize something very, very rough. Is that just because you've given the ISTP their opportunity to review what you're doing, they're any trickster may not see the long-term consequences. And they would advise or make a decision differently than you would and then it'll blow up in their face because they didn't see the bad consequence. You as the NP have to take the additional responsibility of explaining the consequences as part of following rule three for their NI child. But rule four though, rule four literally is, is that you need to share with your ISTP specifically what you like and what you value. But even more than that, you need to learn how to accept them. They need to be accepted and if they are not if they're not completely 100 percent accepted by their lover by the person that they have sex with on a regular basis i don't care if it's friends with benefits if you do not have that 100 percent acceptance that is a no-go and they, then the relationship will completely completely fail and it will stop already istps especially istp women because of how masculine they are they already severely struggle with not being accepted by other people. So why the hell should they have to put up with that with the person that they're having sex with? Can someone, can someone explain this to me? No, you can't explain it to me because that's not how life actually works. And that could be a big problem, a really, really big problem. So make sure, make sure you're going out of your way to prove with concrete action that you accept the ISTP. And in fact, you can go even further to say nice things about the ISTP in their presence to other people, to encourage other people to be as accepting as you are to them personally. Doing this, you'll get like this huge miraculous response from uh, you know, from your ISTP and they'll be like, OMG, you're obviously the one, you know, that's just kind of how they roll because they struggled with acceptance by other people their whole life. 
And then all of a sudden you come along and you're actually helping them cultivate acceptance. So rule number four is accept your ISTP 100%, the good, the bad, the flaws, the perfections, all of it, but also help them cultivate acceptance with other human beings. Mega important, gotta do that. If you can't do that, well, you're gonna fail before you begin. Rule five. Oh my God, rule five, TE nemesis. Oh, look, you have to be going out of your way to basically out-research your ISTP. It's super important. You have to realize that you are responsible for the input and in the relationship, which means you're the one doing the research, you're the one reading the books, you're the one getting the information consistently. Oh, and by the way, as an update to rule number three with protecting their freedom of choice. Um, ah, no, never mind, actually. That's actually more applicable to ISFPs, so I'm not going to say that. Anyway, um, just make sure that you're the one putting in the extra effort to research and make sure that you are constantly verifying what you have. Fact check, fact check, fact check because they're going to fact check you, everything you say. And if what you say does not have, like let's say you make a claim, if you don't have life experience to back up that claim, or if you don't have sufficient research to go into that claim, well, that's gonna be a really rough situation for you because <laughs> they're gonna stupid zone you. Then they're not gonna to wanna to be around you at all because they're gonna see you basically over time as a bad person because you're someone who's spreading misinformation. And they don't wanna be around someone who spreads misinformation. They don't wanna be around someone who is false or makes false claims. They actually worry about misinformation constantly. And they worry about you know what is actually real in the world. Because remember, they're part of the mind temple. They want to know the truth. They want to know how everything works. It's a really big deal. And a lot of times people don't even understand how much, how much of a big deal that actually is or how much of a problem or a risk that actually, you know, poses to them, etc. So please, please be aware of that dichotomy. Oftentimes, you know, people just don't understand the risks. Make sure everything you do is properly researched. It's a big deal. And if not, well, then you're in, you're in for some really, really big trouble. You don't want to get stupid zoned. So make sure you're doing that. So make sure you follow rule five to the letter. Rule six is pretty, pretty self-explanatory. ISTPs with their SI critic oftentimes can actually present a pretty big challenge. And as I've said previously, you know, this whole notion that they think they have the memory of an elephant, that they have like the best memory out of everyone. Well, oftentimes it's just their SI critic being like, hey, I'm only aware of myself and my needs when that is actually truly relevant. And the problem is, is that most times ISTPs don't even realize how relevant that actually is and they need people especially their lovers in their life actually helping them understand how relevant that is how necessary it is and oftentimes oftentimes people are ill-equipped to handle it because you know given that they're triple direct or ti hero they can just be 
this huge force, this force to be reckoned with that makes it difficult for them to really connect with people and they just end up they just end up like uh, like like for example it creates a form of irresponsibility where it's like okay hey if i can do it you can do it too right well no that's not really the truth so because they can kind of push a little bit harder than most people they end up having this ridiculous expectation that other people can also push just as hard as they can. Because, you know, oh, I could take the hits. I have SI Critic. Everyone else must be like me too, right? Everyone else must have SI Critic too, right? So that means I can have the same expectations that I have on other people that I have on myself. Now, apply that to a sexual relationship. You could tell instantly that, well, that's it's a crock of shit. It's not going to work. It's really not going to work. It's actually going to potentially end your relationship or really do some serious damage to your relationship. And honestly, I highly recommend you observe <laughs> rule six as much as possible. But really rule six is actually just you providing healthy challenge provide challenge to the ISTP in such a way where they understand that, you know, hey, they're forgetful or hey, maybe they push too hard or they push other people too hard because they themselves are pushing too hard. You have to challenge that. And they, you just got to understand the ISTP is going to be insanely stubborn. When you have SI critic plus the pride of a TI hero, you have like the most stubborn of all the types on your hands right there. And it's extremely difficult because of how rigid they can be in their thinking and getting them to understand things that they haven't been really been exposed to or they don't have much life experience with. It can be a huge challenge. And that's why, you know, when you're dealing with a critic, it kind of, you kind of have to be confrontational. So rule six is be confrontational when you need to be. And it's really hard. It's, it's pretty subjective to say, honestly, because let's be fair. When, I mean, obviously you have to pick your battles, but you kind of just have to know which battles are really important for fighting. You know, I've always told the story about my boss and how I kept track, a log of how he's very forgetful as a person. And he never believed that he was actually forgetful. And I had to show him, look, you remember what other people do really well, but you don't remember what you yourself do very well. And that's the problem. He'd still deny it. It wasn't until I provided concrete proof in my confrontation with him that he finally accepted that he was actually a forgetful person. And it wasn't until then that he realized and then was able to take steps uh, for proper change. And that means like having, you know, he'd actually create rituals during the day where he'd maintain his memory tools, his little mind maps, his Apple notes, etc., to make sure that whatever was going on in his life, especially at work, he wouldn't forget about. And then that would also prevent him from feeling guilty later. And then he wouldn't feel set up for failure as a finisher type because oftentimes finisher types, especially if they have extroverted sensing, ISTP, INFJ, INTJ, as well as types that have those types within their subconscious or their shadow, 
they often feel like they are set up for failure. I mean, even my wife is an ESTP, she has that same issue. But that's how you can prevent an ISTP from feeling set up uh, for failure by basically properly handling their SI. Which means like, don't be afraid to get into a confrontation with them. Confrontation and confronting them directly to their face is more valuable. Don't be like, you know, their INFP superego or an INFP who would just talk shit about them behind their back. If you really want them to change, you have to get in their face about it and you have to be consistent about it. Okay, so rule six is be confrontational when it makes sense to do so. Otherwise, they're just going to, well, let's be honest, they're gonna steamroll you. They're gonna bulldozer you. And there's nothing you will be able to stop it unless you're prepared ahead of time. So be prepared for confrontation, be confrontational, pick your battles, and make sure you have all the information and the research to back it up because you may have to give that SI critic an experience one day where you're like, hey, you might wanna change this thing. Hey, you might wanna be aware of this thing. Hey, you're doing this thing. Because it's so funny to me, like their SE parent is aware of what other people are doing, but they're not really aware of what they themselves do and the actions that they take. And that's a serious, serious issue. And rule seven, rule seven is always provide sufficient warning to your ISTP. Don't forget they have NE trickster and NE tricksters are not aware of the consequences of their own actions or the actions of other people. They're only aware of immediate reactions, but long-term consequences, they have no clue. They haven't a clue. And this is one of the problems because ISTPs oftentimes conflate intention with action because to an ISTP action and intention are the exact same thing. And then they judge because they judge it that way for themselves. It's like, hey, I'm only going to act if I want to. Everyone else must be just like me, right? Wrong. Because to someone like me, an ENTP, for example, actions and intentions are two separate things. How I'm acting and how I'm intending are completely different. Just because I do something, it's not because I want to do it. It's funny, I actually had a conversation with Railgun about this recently. And she's like, wait a minute, things that you do is you don't do them because you don't want to do them? I'm like, no. I do things because I have no other choice. I do things because I have to do them, not because I want to do them. Maybe 20% of the time, it's because I want to do it, but 80% of the time, it's because I don't have any choice or I figured out that there is no choice and then it becomes my duty and then I do it because I should do it, not because I want to. And she had a really, really hard time getting her head around that entire concept. Really hard time really screwed with her but I mean it usually does screw with an STP because again STPs especially ISTPs have this problem where they think action and intent are identical and they are not they're absolutely not so because of that when they make decisions in their life they're not going to realize the long-term effects positive or negative consequences to their decisions and, it's, and especially including decisions of other people. This can lead them open to attack. This can lead them open to social engineering. 
open to being manipulated, especially like when, when they're with an ENFP. That ENFP can completely dominate them, even mind control an ISTP, because they can just go into that little back door known as the trickster function and completely own them because of their own consequential awareness through any hero. And then basically the ISTP, without knowing it, becomes the slave to the ENFP. And there's absolutely nothing the ISTP can do to get out of the ENFP's trap. Funny thing, though, the ex-wife of, uh, of uh, an ISTP friend of mine who is an ENFP, we called her the Black Widow, and he could never escape her web. He pretty much burned his entire youth on that woman and got nothing for it. It was really sad. It's kind of pathetic, too, if you think about it. Poor guy. He'll probably watch this video. Bro, if you're watching this, love you, bro. But I wish you had a little bit more self-respect in that area. Thank God you uh, read some of those books that I told you to read. And hopefully you'll never let that happen again. So, but moving on. Rule number seven is, is always provide sufficient warning to your ISTP. Tell them what the consequences are ahead of time. That way they can make better decisions. That way it doesn't create messes for you to clean up later. That way there aren't no long-term consequences because you know, things can go foobar, right? Effed up beyond all repair. STPs, especially ISTPs need to realize that they will not always have the right to remedy. They will not always be able to fix any problem that they create. Sometimes when they break stuff, that stuff is gonna stay broken and it will be impossible for them to fix it. And sometimes they just can't even see that that's going to happen. You have to provide that warning to them. And if they do not heed your warning, it is your responsibility to rub it in their face. It is your responsibility to say, I told you so. I told you it was gonna go wrong. I told you that was going to blow up in your face. And it's even better if you do it in public around people that they respect so that their effie inferior is shamed in front of other people so that they feel guilty about themselves. Really important that they are guilted and punished with guilt for not listening to the warnings. So make sure you're providing the warnings and if they aren't listening to the warnings, you gotta punish them by going after their inferior function and made to feel make them feel guilty for not listening. Because TI Hero needs to be brought down a few notches with its pride sometimes because they are the most prideful of all the types other than ENFJs. And they need to be brought down a few notches. And that's how you do it. Make sure you do it. And then finally, <laughs> finally, rule eight. Make sure that you're sharing your values and your morals and your principles with your ISTP so that they adopt your values and morals and principles and standards. Because if not, they will just use their own. And let me tell you something, ISTP morality is really effed up. ISTPs are the people who are constantly the other man or the other woman in cheating situations and relationships. They're usually the ones facilitating cheating. They're usually the ones who do cheat often because they have an I child, okay? And the reason why usually is because they don't know what choices they have in terms of what values they could have. Because throughout their life, they might like discover maybe one, two, three, four, five values or five morals that they hold on to their entire life. 
unless you're around. And if you're an FI user, if you're a moral person, you need to share your morality with them so they can use their FE and fear 